1: Welcome to the Infinite Spark of Being podcast. My name is Keith Welsh, and in this episode, I'm going to do another reading. This time, it's from the second Infinite Spark of Being book that's titled Ocean. Uh, This one is from page 43, and it's called I Does Not Have the Soul. Um, but before that, I'd like to remind you that if you'd like to support this podcast through Patreon, you can find a link at theinfinitesparkofbeing.com, where you can also find links to purchase any of the books or t-shirts. Also, if you're not already following on Instagram, Facebook, or all the other social medias, please do so. Uh, that's it. Let's get started. This understanding of spirituality is a question of identity, not a question of religion or sect. You are the soul, you are not the body. This is the misidentification. You are not the I that has anything, especially a soul. I is suspect and relative, so let it go. Stop holding on to I. I is causal. I is only a method of relating. I should be playful and not the player. So what does I have? It has things. It has causal things, relative things. What has I? The soul. The soul has I. I does not have the soul. So as I was saying before, uh, these paths and practices are about coming to terms with our identity or rather the true nature of reality, the reality of our identity, (laughs) the reality of this birth having a spiritual nature. So uh, no method or system has a monopoly on this. There's no one right way up the mountain. You know, it's a call back to our episode on that reading. Uh, But that being said, we all learn differently. Uh, we all need to hear things in a way that our minds can process and make sense of. Um, even within Buddhism, for instance, there's, there are many ways of teaching. Uh, they aren't contradictions per se, they're just different. Um, I mean, the end result's always the same, right? Like We land at non-attachment. If we do the practices, we end up with equanimity. And all for the same reason in the end, which would be to successfully drop the body when it's time. Uh without needing more sense pleasure, right? Um some people need to believe that Chinreze is this uh Buddha of compassion on another plane that uh when we do the Chinreze practice, we uh get to borrow some of his compassion. Or uh the other way of looking at it would be that we are chin raise a, and when we do these practices, we access our innate compassion. Um so yeah, this is an identity issue. We've forgotten our true nature and become identified with these bodies and these minds. And the mind that works through the body, right? One thing. Um, we've forgotten that we are souls clearing karma, we, but that's that's part of it too, right? That's the fun of it. <laughs> it might not be fun for some of you yet, but um, I believe Alan Watts was the one that used to say that uh, it was God playing hide-and-go-seek with itself. Um So the next part here, we are the soul. We are not the body. This is the misidentification. You are not the I that has anything, especially a soul. So to say, I have a soul. Well, who is I? (laughs) Is I the occupation? Is that your job? Uh, Is I the name? Uh, The things that happened to you? Is that the eye? Um, is it the things that the body has done? Can you even point to eye? Show me. Show me eye. Um, you can't show anyone your identity. If you stand on the side of the street, I'm sure I've said this before, and people drive past you, do they see your identity? What do they see? Is what they see you? Um, I'll tell you what happens. You have who you think you are And then you have what others think you are. A hundred people can drive past you and you'll have a hundred different identities. I is a relative and subjective concept. What's a concept? An invention to help sell or publicize a commodity. Keith is an invention that I have used as an adaptation over time to get through life. Think about that. Uh, You have who you think you are, right? Now, why do you need everyone else on board with that? More importantly, what needs everyone else on board? The ego does. The ego uh, has its personal importance and personal identity. It needs others on board. And it's not a bad thing, but it is a thing. Just notice it. It's our evolutionary psychology. So rather than work with it, we try to fucking kill it. We, <laughs> we hunt around for an experience to give us that, you know, that fucking ego death everybody's talking about. Um, so, you know, you go off and you do a special thing, experience ego death, come back and bore the absolute fuck out of everyone around you with this story. And then in three or four weeks, you're right back to what Pema Chodron would call your same old shitty self. Why? Because an experience is an experience. It's a fucking field trip. It's not a practice. You have to practice. The practice integrates the experience. Otherwise you're just collecting fucking experiences. You have to have a practice. Your ego isn't going to die till the body dies because the the ego is a mechanism of the body. Like, why the fuck would it go anywhere? You jump in front of a bus. So instead of wrestling with it, learn to work with it. Everyone from Ram Das to Gangaji would say that the ego is a great servant but a horrible master. So... With all this relative, subjective, conceptual identity, what has the soul? Does that, does this relative, subjective, conceptual identity have the soul? Of course not. The soul has the relative, subjective, conceptual identity. The soul has the body, the ego, the mind. That's the soul's work. You're not getting rid of it. You're not getting out. Not yet. So the next piece. Um, I is suspect and relative, so let it go. Stop holding on to I, it is causal, or I'm sorry, I is causal. I is only a method of relating. Um, This part here that says I is suspect, it's suspect because I is the ego, the body, the mind, Uh, and the mind and body have a separate agenda than we do, right? Remember? Um, Mind and body only want to survive and thrive to make more bodies. Um, It has biological imperatives, which are wonderful tools and they're like energetic forces and they can be caught and ridden. But um, hey, we're souls. We have these bodies as tools. They're like horses that the soul rides through this plane. Like A horse has a life of its own with its own agenda, but for a time we ride the horse. We use it to get from point A to point B. This is why the body's called a vehicle. It's a vessel. It's a vehicle for the soul. That's why. So, since the mind body combo has these biological imperatives, it needs an ego for just simple preservation services. Services and purposes, I'm sorry. Um, Lama Losan always says we need to take care of the body so that we can practice Dharma. Why practice? Again, the practices show us the true nature of things, they allow us to integrate the spiritual experiences. When the body is a mess, and the mind is a mess. Practice is really difficult. Believe me, <laughs> I it's I I know. Um, our minds get messy, and the mind is the subtle body, the karma, the soul's curriculum. So it's it's what we're working on here. Uh, so you know, taking care of the when we take care of the body, right? We take care of the mind. When we take care of the mind, we clear the karma. You're seeing the circle here, I'm sure. But um, when we have fixed ideas about how how all of this goes, um, you know, we get wrapped around the axle. So we got to stay loose. Uh, Next part. I should be playful and not the player. So what does I have? It has things. It has causal things, relative things. So these biological imperatives and these urges of the mind and body can be really strong, right? Uh, and they seem fucking really serious. <laughs> and to the mind and body, they are very serious, right? It's a serious thing. It's life or death. Um, but to the soul, it isn't. The soul doesn't have a life or death concern, right? It's Those are biological issues. The soul isn't biological. So be careful how you're talking about the soul, yourself, Right? the real you, the soul. So when you're talking about the soul, remember it's not a biological entity, right? And when you run into what you believe is a conflict with the soul, ask yourself what is experiencing the conflict? Um, and when we work with the mind uh, through thought exercises to hopefully identify closer with the soul uh, and to make the soul the uh, starting place for our perspective, we kind of, we start to see the lightness, right? We start to see the lila, Krishna's Leela, the play, the sport. Um, we see that we have to do both. Uh, we have to be the ocean and the wave, right? We have to be what Jesus said. We have to be in the world, but not of the world. We can't just ignore the body, right? We have to honor the body and the mind with all of its shit that that's the soul's work. We have to honor it. And that's that's steep, you know, because some of this stuff is pretty fucking heavy, um, you know. And if we look at all of this through a Vedic perspective, it's all God, you know. We forget that we're soul, and the soul forgets that it's God. So really, this is God's work. This is Krishna's play. God's play. Uh, we are all actors in the play with you know our specific roles. And these roles come and go. They move. They change. They're ultimately causal roles. They're relative to a circumstance. So to attach to the role is dangerous. It leads to the the suffering and dissatisfaction. So again, I have a soul is the misidentification. Now let's look at this last section here. Um, What has I? The soul. The soul has I. I does not have the soul. So clearly i'm beating this point to death here um you don't have a soul you are soul so when we say i we're typically speaking from the place of the ego and that's fine um you know don't get so freaked out by it (laughs) you have an ego you have a mind you have a body now play with them you know, don't be afraid of them, but remember, you need to have a practice in order to keep from getting rutted and stuck in the, you know, the relative identity of the ego or uh, or the mind-body combo there. And these practices they help keep us loose. They keep us playful. Um, you know, what's the old saying? How can angels fly? Because they take things so lightly. <laughs> um, and don't forget, none of these systems have a monopoly on the path of the mountain, right? lots of paths, lots of routes, and lots of vehicles for the meat vehicle, right? The meat vehicle can kill I'm sorry, the meat vehicle can take these different routes up the mountain. Um anyway, I I hope you enjoyed this. I hope it was helpful. Um if you have questions or comments, always reach out. The burden of explanation is on me. Um if you don't understand the points that I'm attempting to make, it's me, it's not you. It's me, it's not you, right? Okay. Um also if you uh if you'd like to donate to the podcast through Patreon, if you'd like to purchase books or apparel, go to the infinitesparkofbeing.com for all those links and please follow on all social media and again, um I'm still working out uh extra stuff I want to do, so please give me your ideas. Some of you have been very very helpful, and I really appreciate it. And some of you are realizing this that we're old friends. Reach out, ask me questions. Tell me I'm wrong. Tell me I'm fucked up. <laughs> I don't care. You know, don't make it weird. Don't don't act like we don't know each other. World friends. So, um, till next time. Bye bye.